You're listening to the Women in Western podcast hosted by Christina Miller and Cheyenne Draves, a lifestyle podcast where we discuss everything from faith to family, business and fitness with emphasis on the glam and grit of women in the Western lifestyle community. Grab a coffee and go for a walk or a drive. Let's chat and inspire each other to be the best version of ourselves. Hello and happy Wednesday. We are so excited to be back for another episode of the Women in Western podcast. And like we start every episode with the highlights of our week, we are going to dive into that today. So Cheyenne, why don't you tell us what your highlight for this week was? So my highlight for this last week, I had to ask Christina, I was like, did I talk about this on the last pod? I don't think I did Um, because it happened before we released last week's podcast. But Tuesday of last week, I was in California still. Um, I flew out on, on the Wednesday and my brother and his girlfriend took me and Josephine to Disneyland for Joey's first Disneyland trip. And it was seriously the most perfect day. We made the plans to do it like a month prior. Um, my brother's girlfriend, Callie, had the idea. She's like, can we like get tickets to Disneyland and go? And I was like, you know what? My daughter's 18 months old. Like, That's not going to be fun. She's not going to care. Like, It's going to be hot. She's going to be in a stroller. She doesn't nap well out of her routine. Like, How is that going to go? Um, but we seriously had the best day. Like, I'm, I'm watching videos like all this week of the trip, and it like literally brings tears to my eyes because like seeing her experience Disney, she was walking around Main Street and dancing to the songs, and she was a little hesitant about the characters. She met Chippendale, and she did not like it, so no pictures were taken, but um, she just had the best time. She went on the rides. She even went on Pirates of the Caribbean. She covered her little eyes the whole time, so that was like a fluke, but she got to eat a churro and have some Dole Whip. She napped in her little stroller when she wanted a nap, so it was like literally the definition of perfection. It was such a good trip. I'm so glad we went. It's the earliest I've left from Disney. I grew up in Southern California, so we'd go to Disneyland all the time. And like leaving before the fireworks was an absolute like sin to commit. Um, but so the fireworks were at 845, which my daughter was not staying up till 845. Like she was like, absolutely not. So we had to leave by like 6pm, which like I said, was the earliest I've ever left Disney before. But it was, like, the best time ever. We had a blast. I'm so glad we went. Um, So, Christina, what was the highlight of your week? Oh, I love that so much. It sounds like it's such an amazing memory that you were able to make with Joey. Um, The highlight of my week was actually – well, I got to see my husband. (laughs) I haven't seen him in a little while. (laughs) And uh, in combination with getting to see him, he also came back and was able to surprise um, our friends Chris and Aurora – it was their son Boudreaux's first birthday party this weekend. So he was able to come and be a part of that. And we just had the best time um, celebrating Boudreaux. So that was the highlight of my week. All of the pictures from Boudreaux's birthday party were so cute. What was the theme, Christina? It was freaking adorable. Aurora did the absolute best job planning his party with the theme, um, holy cow, I'm one. Um, and if y'all don't know Aurora, she was on the podcast as she was our first interview, I believe, wasn't she? She was our first guest we ever had. She was the guinea pig. (laughs) Our first guest interview. Um, Aurora loves cows. And so she did a cow theme for his first birthday party and she went all out. It was amazing. She had so many cool things there and the cupcakes, um, if y'all are local to Stephenville, uh, Red Umbrella Bakery did the cupcakes cupcakes but she did such a cute job um little cow cupcakes and he just had the best time he was so cute so it was just really fun a lot of people came out and just celebrated him and his first birthday at the cutest cow birthday party ever 
I love it. And first birthdays are so fun because they're not really for like the kid yet. They're like for you. So you get to like decorate them like in a super fun, cute way. And before your kid decides like, I want my birthday party to be themed like SpongeBob. And you're like, great, I have to do a SpongeBob party and I don't want to. So like, that's like why the first and like couple of birthdays are so fun because you get to like go all out with the theme and do something you enjoy. Yeah, I love that. I've been to so many cute first birthday parties this year and not one theme has been the same, but they have been all spectacular themselves. So I love it. Well, this week, uh, we were really excited about this episode because we have Morgan Phillips on, who also is a podcast host. Uh, So we'll be chatting with her and interviewing her a little bit about herself and her podcast and what she does for a living. So uh, really excited to chat with Morgan today. Yeah, I'm so excited for this interview because she obviously has a podcast that's very similar to ours. I found her because she interviewed one of the same guests that we had. And I was like, hey, this girl has like the same vibe as us. And I was really glad that instead of being like a competitive thing of like us, you know, oh, they do the same thing as us. We can't get together. We just like decided to collab and have each other on the podcast. And it was a great interview. I absolutely loved talking with her. So without further ado, we are going to get into the episode. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Morgan Phillips. We are so thankful to have you on today, um, especially because you are a fellow podcast host and we recently found your podcast and, and figured that it was a lot like ours and that we'd want to have you on just chat. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Morgan. Um, where What do you do for a living? Where do you live? That kind of thing. Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on here and collab and be on another podcast that's not my own and be the person like getting asked the questions. That's the different side. So um, my name is Morgan Phillips. I'm 25 years old. I'm from central Pennsylvania. So like Hershey area, Hershey chocolate. Um, And like two and a half months ago now, I moved down to Stephenville, Texas um so yeah living in texas uh it's been like a dream of mine and i finally did it so i'm excited and i've been having the most fun summer um i work full-time nine to five in a marketing job so i do basically like facebook clickbait pretty much (laughs) this is a simple way to explain it um facebook facebook and email clickbait but um so i do that and then i run a boutique on the side um which it's more like my full-time job honestly but um it's called the back road babe i started that like a year and a half ago and it blew up on tiktok and um yeah it's just a ton of fun And then I also do the My Western Way podcast, which is just another way to connect with other people in the Western industry like y'all and kind of share everyone's story. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. I actually also live in Stephenville. (laughs) No way. Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's so funny. That is too funny. Um, That's another really fun part about getting on podcasts and getting to know people that you haven't actually talked to like outside of the pod because I definitely didn't know you were in I know. It's so (laughs) random. Like I'll see people post on Instagram and they'll tag like Stephenville and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Stephenville is only so big. So I'm going to see you probably somewhere. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, it's not that big. (laughs) So. Um, so what inspired you to start your boutique where is that something that you've always wanted to do or was that kind of just like a random business? Yeah. Venture? So when I was in college, I had actually started another boutique. It was called misinterpreted boutique and it had real no, like it didn't have a niche or like any 
certain style. Um, I couldn't even think back now, like what I would consider it. Uh, it wasn't even trendy. I don't even know what it was. The, some of the outfit choices I was like, what was I thinking? But um, it kind of flopped, but I learned a lot. And then I graduated college with a bachelor's in business and still always had this like pool to work for myself. I've always wanted to do that. I've started so many businesses in the past like couple years, probably since I was like 16, I started like 10 different businesses, whether it was like an MLM or like a lemonade stand, like, I don't know, just like random stuff. And I've always been pulled to fashion and have always just liked dressing up, wearing cute clothes. Um, a little bit of the only child effect. Like I like to be the center of attention and like have a nice outfit on that gets complimented. But, um, I, had that business experience from the first one. And I started dressing in Western fashion, which is not popular in central Pennsylvania at all. It was like impossible to find. I would have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to a store that actually sold any kind of Western fashion. So I was only shopping online. Um, And everything online was really small through large. And I'm a hefty large <laughs> or like a large plus. Um, so somewhere in between the one X extra large, large depends on the brand. Um, so nothing was fitting me. Like I saw these girls like on Instagram and stuff. I followed a lot of the fashion influencers, um, and all this stuff looked great on them. And then I put it on and I was like, what the heck? Like that does not look the same. Um, so I saw this gap in the market, where the plus size, mid-size girls were just not being served well. Um, and if they were being served, it was like an ugly cricket pressed like graphic tee, which like no hate. I carry graphic tees and stuff like that too, but it just wasn't as cute and trendy as what you could get in small through large. Um, so I wanted to serve that market specifically and So I started posting outfits on TikTok and it really just blew up really quickly and organically. Um, I don't pay for ads or anything like that. So everything was organic and already had the experience of how to start it. And I was at a rodeo in Cowtown, New Jersey, um, sitting with my parents. I was like, I want to do this. Two weeks later, launched our first five uh, graphic tees. They sold out right away. And from there was just kind of like, all right, we're on to something. Like, let's keep growing with it. And we were over to do, able to do over six figures in under six months. So it was just kind of crazy, like seeing your idea come to life. And after starting all these businesses that failed before, it was nice to see one kind of like take off and succeed. And like, I really felt like, okay, God is telling me like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, he was showing you that was your thing for sure. Um, So do you do most of your advertising or social media um, work based off of TikTok or? TikTok like blew up and that's definitely like our bread and butter where we like attract new customers. I wouldn't say like our sales come from TikTok, but we definitely get more people from TikTok. Um, And then one thing that I did really early on, so everyone kind of went the influencer route and just had a bunch of like really high following influencers show their clothes, I decided to go um, a little bit different. And my influencers are just your average people like on Instagram, there's no minimum amount of followers that you need to have or anything. We have girls with 100 followers, and we have girls with 30,000 followers, like it doesn't matter. um, Because 
I think word of mouth marketing is always the best kind of marketing and people are going to trust their peers and their friends more than they're going to trust just some random individual who's getting paid for ads like all the time. Um, So that's kind of the route we took and it like has taken off really well. We have um, almost 3000 people that are ambassadors for our business. And it's just been really cool to see like these girls truly become like friends and hang out outside of um, the business and whatever. Like obviously we're all virtual, but um, and then I've made some of my best friends through it too. So it's kind of crazy to see like just how the community aspect of it started, which is why, I felt so passionate about doing the podcast and my blog and stuff like that. I love that. And so with this business, you know, it grew and took off overnight. Do you have employees now or is it still just kind of you running the show? And and how does that look? Um, Are you running it out of your house since it's an online boutique? Have you gotten like a warehouse space? I mean, I know you recently moved. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, how does that look like, you know, in your day to day with um, business running? Like, is it just you or what? Yeah, so this is like new and exciting for me. But we find so I had um, a photographer and we've been working together for a while. Taya Saracini, she's amazing. She's in Central Pennsylvania. If y'all need a photographer, unfortunately, I can't use her anymore unless I fly her out here, fly home. But um, she actually converted to an intern for me. So she's in college. And so she started, she was my first intern. And now since I moved down here, I have two other employees, um, Harley and Hannah, and they're amazing. They help me with shipping, packing, intake, all that stuff. Um, my mom was actually, I got to shout her out. She was my first employee, not paid, but, um, she helped me every single day when I was at home. So it was really hard to move away from her. And my dad took all my packages to the post office. Like they were just so helpful helped set up my warehouse. Um, in Pennsylvania, you have basements. So I was running it out of my 1300 square foot basement. Um, kind of had to figure out what I was going to do here in Texas, but thankfully the house, another God wink, the house, uh, that I got, um, they converted the garage to like a living area. So it's just this big open space and it's perfect for the boutique. So it was the perfect setup. Um, this was not even the house I was supposed to get. That whole thing fell through and it was a hot mess, but anyways, homeless for a month ended up with the perfect house. So it all works out. Yeah, I just listened to the pod episode <laughs> this morning about that whole thing. It was a hot <laughs> um, and that's, <laughs> that's so funny that you say that about, you know, your mom and dad, because my parents do the exact same thing with our lash business. Like my dad is the is the go-to post yes. office runner. So when I have a handful of orders, I'm like, Dad, you gotta make a post my office. My dad run. loved it. And um for Christmas last year, I actually gave them both these like certificates and it was like future my dad's I think was like future chief maintenance officer or something like that. And my mom's was like future chief financial officer or something. She works in, uh, at an accounting firm. So, um, like they're a hundred percent when I can like pay and have salaried employees and they retire from their full-time jobs, like they'll be my first true hires. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so what is like your typical day look like? We're really big on like our routines and stuff. Do you have a routine that you stick to every day with the marketing job nine to five or uh, what's your, your yeah, I'm also super big on routines. Like if I don't have a routine, I won't do anything. Um, I'm really awful about that. But uh, so yeah, I usually wake up around like 730, go to the gym and stuff. And then 
my full-time job, it's, I'm really blessed in the fact that it's so flexible and I can kind of work when I want and when I need to. Um, so a couple meetings like throughout the day, but really I just go back and forth, you know, doing like analytics, social media, stuff like that. Making TikToks is like a bulk of my day. Um, but really just going back and forth with like computer work, admin stuff, that kind of stuff. And then, um, Harley and Hannah come over once or twice a week, usually, and we just launched back up. So we're still figuring it out, but they'll come over like Mondays and Thursdays and we'll pack and ship orders from, it's usually like an hour or two and then take them to the post office the next day. But I just like, I'm really blessed in the fact that my schedule is so flexible. Like if I want to do something else or whatever, like I have a lot of free time um, in the sense of like, I could be doing something 24 seven if I wanted to be like every business owner is just like on the go and like responding to messages and stuff. But it's also nice. Like if I need a break, I can take a break and kind of chill. So it's been super nice. Like since moving down here, um, just the flexibility of like getting to go out on weekends and do stuff with my friends and keep a good, like healthy balance in my life. I'm like a big stickler on having like a work-life balance. I love that. So I'm just kind of curious about Texas. Has Texas always been the goal for you? Sorry, this is kind of a little <laughs> random question in there, but I am just, I've always been obsessed with Texas and I grew up in Northern oh, okay. Michigan actually. So, and I've been all over the place since then, but I always knew like Texas was where I wanted to be and Stephenville in particular. So um, I actually haven't listened to your other podcast yet, but was this always the end goal is to end up in Stephenville? Or? So Stephenville, no. Um, Texas, yes. So it's actually funny. Yesterday I shared a picture um, on my Facebook. I posted like it was just a selfie, but like my caption was uh, you make plans and then you hear God laughing. And I had a Texas necklace on and it was from four years ago. And it was just like a really nice like reminder of like how long that I've wanted this. I have family in uh, McKinney, Texas, um, and then Austin, Texas. So we've come down, we've gone, they used to live in Robinson. So we've gone to like Magnolia silos and stuff a bunch. Um, And I visited, I think for the first time, maybe like five or six years ago. And we visited at the silos, they have those books where you can like write and sign like a guest book or whatever. And I wrote a note and I have a picture of it. And it's something like, I forget exactly what I said, but it was something like, love this place. Um, can't wait to be down here or something like that. And that was like the first time that I was down in Texas. And since that first time, I've just known like, this is where I belong. Like that was even before I was dressing Western and like really into everything. I grew up in like a Western-ish like home. Um, My parents like decorated the home really Western, but I was just never into, I had horses, never into it, was always just more into sports and um, being more of a city girl. And then, yeah, I don't know what it was about Texas, but I just loved the vibe, the weather, like everything about it. Um, So I've been trying to move down here for five years and just it never felt like the right time. It was always too scary to move or leave my family. I'm an only child. So leaving my parents was really hard. Leaving my friends that I've had for 25 years, like all of it just seemed really hard and scary. And then one day um, I was driving in the car with my mom and she asked me, she was like, what's the equity in your home? And I had bought my home during COVID back at home. And um, I looked at it. I was like, 
a lot. Like <laughs> I'm moving. Like I don't know what it was, but it was just like spur of the moment. And a couple of months later, I think it was like two or three months later, um, ended up moving down here and finding a house. Uh, Stephenville was kind of a random like shot in the dark pick. Um, I was kind of talking to a guy from here. So I came out and visited a bunch of times and realized like it's a young town. Like it's still country, like close enough to Fort Worth though, close enough to Dallas, like kind of central to everything I wanted to do and have. Um, Still small town vibes, but like still young people too. Like it wasn't completely like, I'm not going to have anyone. And with talking to him, came down here and visited a bunch of times, made other friends through him. And so I was just like, you know what, like Stephenville, let's do it. It's the first place like to make, you know, see if I like it or not. And, um, I love it so far. I mean, it's definitely like, I've been going down to Houston a lot. I made friends, uh, in Houston area. So I've been driving down there a lot and like, I love it. Um, so I don't know where I'll end up like eventually, but for now I really like Stephenville. I love that because I had a very similar um, experience when I wanted to move because I'm originally from California and I decided that, you know, I came out to equine dentistry school in Colorado and I had decided my, it was like my first time visiting back like a year later, I was on the plane with my mom and we were going back home from like our visit in Colorado. And I remember looking at her, I was like, six months from now, I'm going to be living here. (laughs) And she was like, Okay. And you just have those moments where it just like clicks in your brain. You're like, yep, I'm going to be living here. Soon. Exactly. I, I like, I really feel like there's no reason everyone asks me, they're like, why'd you move to Texas? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just like it. Like, I like the vibe. Like there's really no answer except I felt like called to be there. <laughs> I think that's how Christina feel- felt too. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think that's pretty common am- amongst yes, most literally. Texans. It's like, it's a whole That's vibe what I said here. is like, I've never seen any state like people from a state more prideful of their state like people wear texas on their clothes like everywhere like you cannot miss it if someone is from texas like you will know (laughs) yeah we love it here though because i feel like you guys have such this passion and me like i love visiting i love going back down but i could not live there (laughs) i could not live in texas oh my goodness it's it's too freaking hot most of the year and there's not as big of mountains as i like (laughs) that is fair (laughs) yeah yeah um the heat is definitely an issue right now but oh man yeah well still love it Tell us a little bit about your podcast, Morgan. We want to hear about what inspired you to start My Western Way and how long you've been doing it. Because like I said, since Christina and I have a very similar podcast, I'm really interested to hear kind of like your journey into podcasting. We were kind of chatting before we um, started recording about how you're like, I know nothing. And me and Christina were like, we know nothing too. We just looked up how to start a podcast. So I'm kind of interested to hear your like inspiration and then your journey into podcasting and how it's been so far. Yeah. So I think my first episode came out January 1st of this year I'm pretty sure um so very new into it I did season one that wrapped up uh right before I moved I did about 10 to 12 episodes and I've been really lucky like people in the western industry are super sweet and like just so willing to like share and be on things like even when you're small and starting out so I had great guests uh like Marika and Maddie McCall um so just amazing people on it and that really helped like blow it up too because you know everyone loves them everyone wants to hear their stories um so that helped and then I just was really like once I saw 
the way that people were interacting with each other just within like my VIP and influencer group sort of thing. Um, I just realized like the community aspect is really lacking and people just want to feel like they're a part of something. Um, and the Western industry, like if you watch on TikTok and stuff, like it can be really like toxic and there's a lot of people that are just like, you know, if you're not riding horses every single day, like you can't be Western. And that's just not true. Like I appreciate every aspect of like whatever people are contributed into the Western industry. So I wanted to be able to share like all the different walks of life of people that are influencing in the Western industry, um, business owners in the Western industry, or people just like really passionate about like the clothing. Like I don't care what you bring to the table. It's all important and it all makes the world go around. Um, so the name my Western way is kind of like part of the catchphrase is my Western way doesn't have to look anything like your Western way. Um, because like I said, like everyone deserves to have their story told. So the, uh, the podcast gives everyone a platform to tell that story. Um, and there's just so much cool things we don't know about. And like, for me, it's part of a learning experience too, because I don't know, like, a lot of ranching terms or farming terms and stuff like that. Like I grew up around farms, um, grew up with horses and stuff like that, but I'm by no means like good or like called educated enough to talk about any of it. But I've learned a lot. Like um, I know you guys uh, interviewed Charlie too, but she was like teaching me uh, some different terminology of like cowboys and stuff. That And I was like, this is just so cool to me. Like I just love soaking it up. And I know there's a lot of other people, um, even if it's just from like watching Yellowstone, they're like, I want to know more and learn more. So um, really just, yeah, giving a platform for people to talk and t tell their story. It's so true. There's like so many facets of this culture and lifestyle. And it just comes down to like the Western spirit of like, you know, hardworking, honest people that just share this love for like the Western lifestyle. And you don't have to come from like this crazy background. Like I grew up in Southern California, riding at a lesson barn at nine years old, like in an English saddle. And yeah, it's you don't have to come from, you know, be a fourth generation rancher to honor that lifestyle and want to, you know, honor it. Um, and that being said, you know, like I feel the same way in like different aspects, like my husband cowboyed for like 10 years and, and we were married for a couple of years of it, but he did all, um, he ran a string of horses. And so like cows, I know nothing about cows. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about that. I know nothing about rodeo and like Christina, her husband, like team ropes and rodeos and like, I know nothing about that. <laughs> like, it's just so funny how we all come together with this like common good of like wanting to, you know, share this like culture and like that does lack community like we need to stop gatekeeping and start like being a community about it yeah I love that so much too because I didn't grow up in like a ranchy or western environment at all either I grew up in northern Michigan so uh when I started lessons it was the same thing at a uh saddle seat barn so it's just totally different but when I met my husband like he was born into you know rope uh rodeo so and growing up in a Western lifestyle. So I was immediately like drawn to it and wanted to be a part of it, even though I didn't grow up or know much about it. So that's what I love about this too, because we can all share and learn like, like y'all said. So yeah. Yeah. The learning and sharing of, is the best part of this like community that we can have. 
Absolutely. And I, I feel like, I mean, I did say like the Western industry is toxic, but there are so many good people in it too. Um, so I don't want that to be like, oh my gosh, but there is a lot of like negativity and like people will be like, you know, you're a buckle bunny whatever. And like, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But, um, there, I, I mean, I've literally met so many people just at the NFR, um, you know, through my podcast, through my business, influencing, whatever. And there's so many kind people and so many people that are like welcoming and don't really care about where you came from. Uh, just as long as, you know, you respect the cowboy ways and, um, you know, educate like I I really like the education purpose of it so like when I talked to Maddie McCall um we shared a lot about like you know the crisis border um and things going on in Texas because they're living that so like just the education purposes of it too is really cool to me um and there's so many people that have something worth sharing and worth like getting other people to know about and feel passionate about or just like in the livestock industry like or um I had Emily Shaw, which she's Dairy Girl Fitness, and she talks about how important it is to drink milk and stuff like that. So, like, random things that are, like, you know, far off of, like, just Western industry, but, like, still have something to do with it in a sense. Like, it all ties together. But um, I just, yeah, love having a platform for people, whatever you are passionate about, that kind of could you know, fall under the Western industry aspect, realm, whatever, um, just being able to hear everyone's voices and learn. Right. At the end of the day, like people like us, we're not trying to be something we're not by trying to be a part of this community. We're mm -hmm. genuinely trying to learn and spread awareness because that's, you know, we love this community and this culture so much that we feel like everyone can be a better person from learning from it kind of thing. Exactly. And I feel like the podcasts are a great way to do that. Cause like, you know, there's so much inf information on, um, like Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. Like it could get missed in a 10 second video, 30 second video, but the podcast, like you learn about people, you learn about their stories, why they're passionate about it. And that you get ju just get like a deeper perspective of it. Um, and like, you know, this is our version of the news and stuff like that. Cause a lot of these things aren't being covered on news outlets. And, um, I know that's what Maddie said is like the border control stuff. Like that's really overlooked in terms of everything else that's happening in the world and news, but it's very important. So, um, just being able to be part of like a positive impact, positive change, like is so cool. Yeah, and this kind of content is, like, rare. Like, other than YouTube, and I feel like this isn't, like, a platform that is similar to YouTube. Like, podcasting is its own thing where, like, you can follow someone on Instagram or on TikTok and not know anything about their story. Yes. Like, one of our favorite interviews, or at least mine, I, can't, I won't speak for Christina, but one of my, I think this is one of her favorites, too, was um, Buffalo Jane. She's an Instagram influencer, and we met her at an event that we did here in northern Colorado. And, like loved her fell in love with her we're like we want you on the pod you know just to talk about influencing and yeah. we found out that she grew up mennonite like she grew up like she was in the 1800s oh no way oh my gosh and yeah see, that was like, the coolest thing to hear her story yeah it, i mean that's the thing like once you really get to know people and like obviously podcasts give you that but it's just another layer of like it's just deeper than any other social media platform. And it can be difficult to talk about. And sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to get canceled for this or whatever? Like, you know, I might say something that's wrong or not politically right or whatever. Um, but 
it's just really cool to get to know people, but then also have everyone else that you're connected. Like this is a genuine conversation and then like everyone else gets to hear it too and learn more about all of us. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like the behind the scenes to the other social media platforms where you get to have a little bit more of an organic conversation with each other. Well, and what, yeah, Christina and I kind of like about it too is, is we feel like we get to be a little more open on it because like haters and people like that, that want to naysay and judge, it's so easy for them to click on your TikTok or Instagram and watch your story and, you know, say something bad about your story, but they got to sit through an hour long podcast. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. So they got to be really wanting to hate me. You got to really hate me. Like if you're going to sit there. And it's funny because um, my one friend, Gina, uh, she sent me a Snapchat the other day and she's like, every time I plug in my phone, your podcast starts. So she hears my voice the first time she turns on her truck every single time. And I'm like, I am so sorry for that. Because like, if I had to hear my voice 24 seven, I'd be so annoyed. So you have to really like, you know, support me and be a fan and just like what I put out if you're going to listen to all my podcasts. Exactly. It's not something that the haters are just like quickly watching. Yes. (laughs) Well, something that we like to ask everyone that comes on our podcast is what is the biggest thing that someone can learn or take away from your story? Yeah, I think, I mean, I really like to share, like I am a Christian and I always like to, you know, share my faith with people. I think feel like that's important, um, you know, as a Christian to do when you do have a platform. And I think like one of the most like things that I look back on is like all of the things I ever wanted. And it's kind of funny because I shared that Facebook post and told y'all about that. But like we have all these plans in our head and we want to accomplish all these things and whatever. But like God, God already knows what's going to happen in our lives. And like, if you just trust in that and trust the plans and, you know, follow along, like obviously there's things you have to try, but God will have everything fall into your lap that when it's supposed to happen. Um, And with that being said, like part of my story is like, I've always felt really passionate about starting a business and things like that. Like if you just like buckle up and like, aren't scared to do it and go kind of change the norm of your life like amazing things can happen and come from it you just kind of have to put yourself out there and not be scared to take those chances when they fall in your lap that's so beautiful thanks I love that I had time to think about it it too (laughs) we're also um followers and believers and you know we we talk a lot about God's plan for us on the podcast and it's so true. And it's something that even as a Christian that you wake up every day and dive into his word and every day you're praying for some peace and stuff. I think it's so easy to just like forget about the fact that God has it. (laughs) We want to be so anxious and worry about the future and worry about stuff. And it's, it's so easy to forget that, that at the end of the day, like he's got a plan, just keep on trucking. Yeah. Like he's he's going to take care of you. Exactly. My mom and I look back and laugh a lot and we're like, there's no way that some of these things like could have happened without God. Like there's, it's just unfathomable to think that like he didn't play a role in all of it. Um, and I'm super lucky. Like I know some people just have like really hard stories and I don't have like a hard story to be like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, this changed my life, but everything that's happened in my life, like, I think it's because I believed in God, his plan, followed that route, and just like, you know, you got to give thanks where it's due. So um, it's always important for me to share. Absolutely. It's all in his time. True that. 
It is. Well, thank you so much, Morgan, for being on the pod. We so enjoyed having you on. And I I don't think this collab's ending here. I think this will be a really fun relationship to have with like our podcast platforms um, throughout the years, just to like, you know, occasionally have a collab here and there and, and help each other out because you and Christina and I all have the same idea of, you know, bringing value to other people's lives with stories. So especially in the Western industry. So I love that. Yes. Well, hopefully we can meet up in person sometime. That always like makes it more fun. But um, Christina, I'm sure I'll see you somewhere <laughs> at Walmart. Yeah, or I'll see you in town. The gym at 7.30 every morning. I was like, what gym? Do <laughs> you at any time fitness? <laughs> oh, I say I frequent at Planet, so I might not see you at the gym. But um, No, but yeah, I'm super excited to be able to collab and be on yours. And I'm excited for y'all to be on mine too. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and just, yeah, hopefully like a long road ahead of us with our podcasting journeys. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And as always, we will have a new episode released next week. So follow us on the gram for updates and we'll see you next week. See you next week.